Welcome back, everyone, to Your Life, God's Word, where we take the principles found in Scripture and we apply them to our everyday lives, those areas that are most important, faith, family, and community. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with another episode. It's the new year, 2023, and uh, we are continuing on with uh, this podcast. <laughs> I am uh, looking through some of the uh, some of the past episodes and stuff. We actually are coming up on our 150th episode soon, so. Um, that is actually kind of hard to believe, but um, it's been it's been fun. Really enjoying this. I really hope everybody is uh, growing and enjoying the podcast. We um, we're always open to ideas or topics and things like that. So definitely feel free to hit us up and suggest things. But um, this. This year, I really want to do a uh, a harder, streamlined focus on the kingdom of God. Something that, that God has really been dealing with me about is putting things in a kingdom uh, context. Uh, putting a lens over everything, uh, and that lens is the kingdom of God. Seeing things in light of the kingdom of God. And I truly believe a couple of things. I truly believe that everything would be better if we would abide by kingdom principles. 
And I'll get into that in a little bit. The other thing I truly believe is that the, the earth as we know it is not doomed to drift, uh, you know, just farther and farther away from God. And we have fewer and fewer kingdom principles, and it's just all going to go um, to hell in a handbasket, and then Jesus is going to uh, rescue us out of here. I don't really believe that. I don't think the scriptures teach that. I do think there are some places that you could look at and say, well, maybe that's what that's saying. But I think when you look at the totality of scripture, that's not the picture. Now, um, this podcast today is not going to be on eschatology or things like that. Maybe we'll get into that. Um, maybe I'll interview one of our co-pastors here, um, Ed Thompson, have him on the on the podcast, maybe for a multi a multi a series, a multi-part um, little endeavor because he he uh, knows a lot more uh, kind of right off the bat, uh, you know discussion wise. He, he studied a lot more than I have on eschatology. Um, but I, I think we should strive for the kingdom of God in our lives, in our families, in our churches and communities, and to see the kingdom of God in the earth. Um, let, me, let me go into some scriptures to explain what I mean. This, this, this dominance, this preeminence of the kingdom of God. When we go to Daniel chapter 2, Daniel 2, 44, it says, In the time of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed, nor will it be left to another people. It will crush all those kingdoms and bring them to an end, but it will itself endure. I, I think that is true. I think when the kingdom of God um, at the time of Jesus was established in the earth, I think it's going to dominate and rule and reign um, without end. Now, don't get me wrong, the kingdom of God, certainly the greater kingdom of God, the concept of you know the kingdom in toto, um, did not start with Jesus, obviously, because you have God and his kingdom before there was time, before there were, was a physical realm. Um, then you have the kingdom of God as he worked through people like the patriarchs, like Abraham. Then you have uh, the kingdom of God flowing with the people of Israel during the time of uh, the judges or the, or the kings. And now we have this fulfilled prophecy in Jesus of setting up this kingdom that's not going to be destroyed in the earth. And I really believe that. <laughs> and there are times that I don't, uh, my actions do not line up with what I believe. And I think that's true for many of us. We get caught up in life. We get caught up in work and family and maybe a little bit of time off here and there. And then, you know, weekend and then we, and then, and then work and family and, and uh, again, the kingdom of God doesn't always come to the very forefront. Yes, living for God. I'm not saying we, we go into sin and out of sin and into sin. I'm not saying sinning. I'm, I'm saying it's just not 
the overarching theme of our lives is the kingdom. Um, but I think that's where Jesus wants us to be. If you look at the book of Luke, chapter 1, this is verses uh, 31 through 33. So Luke 1, 31 through 33, it says this, You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. I, you know, again, I think we need to look at the scriptures through a kingdom mindset, a kingdom context. Uh, then Jesus told us in Matthew 6, Matthew 6, 9, and 10, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, I just, I just find it difficult to believe that Jesus is going to insist that we pray prayers that are nonsensical or impossible or just never going to happen this side of heaven, even though he said on earth as it is in heaven. And if you believe that, oh, you know, whatever. But I think scripturally, it just doesn't seem to line up. So we go to John 10, 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I think oftentimes we do not have that abundant life. We don't sense that abundance in our lives, the abundance that comes from a fulfillment in Christ, uh, in the kingdom of God. Uh, I think be the reason for that is because we don't live by biblical, right, scriptural kingdom principles. Anytime I say the word kingdom principles, those are derived from the scriptures. It's not something that some preacher says, uh, you know, I love Jesus, I'm called of God, and I say this is a principle, and therefore it is. We need to derive them from the scriptures. We need to extrapolate them from the Bible. God has told us his principles, and then we should live by them. And most people, again, be honest, please, be honest with yourself, be honest with, um, just step back and take a look around you, right? The, the quote-unquote church world, especially in the West, places like United States of America, where we are. When we say things like kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven, what do we think of? Most of the time, we think of this place that when we die or when Jesus returns to, um, you know, wrap it all up, uh, the glorious appearing. Um, we're going to get our, our heavenly uh, retirement package, basically. We're going to walk on some streets of gold, and we're going to, you know, have no sickness. And, and that's what we think of. But we don't really think of, wait a minute, what about, ha what if we could have a taste of the kingdom of God? And I don't just mean the taste like on Sunday when we come together and worship, and it's like, oh, this is so great. Now we got to go work on Monday. But what if we could have a taste of the kingdom of God in our lives 
right now in the earth. And I'm not saying that we wouldn't still long for the return of Jesus Christ. Of course we would. In a place where the kingdom of God, the principles of the kingdom are lived out in the earth, there still will be sickness, disease. Uh, why? Because we do still live in a fallen world. And um, we would still long for, right, there are new bodies and no more death and all of that. But it would still be pretty good here, right? Because we'd be living by the principles of God's kingdom. Now, so again, I'm not saying live by the, the, the principles of the kingdom of God, and that just means go to church and hold on to the hope of heaven or something like that. It means in all aspects of our lives. Let me give you some examples. Um, most people are aware, uh, depending on where you live or you know what city and that kind of thing, there is a lot of, there's, there's crime around us. Uh, could be petty stuff, could be serious stuff. Um, if you live in certain areas of our nation, um, murder is relatively common. Um, maybe it's gang violence, maybe, you know, whatever. But uh, what if we really started living by the principles of the kingdom of God? What if a society, what if a community starts from the heart, families, uh, individuals, communities start saying, you know what, we're going to live by the principles of God's kingdom. Well, I mean, ultimately, right, you would, at the very least, you would have things like crime rates drop drastically. People would start uh, living by, now, that would, they would go away completely if it was 100% adherence to the principles of God's kingdom. But even if you don't have 100%, if 50% of someone, of people in a county, 50% truly, li truly live by the principles of the kingdom of God, and they lived out their lives, and they didn't shy away from being in uh, business, in government, in in these kinds of areas, right? I'm not talking about 50% of the people go live off in the, in the caves and leave everything for all the carnal secular people um think about what what kind of impact that would really have now i didn't say 50 percent of the people go to church because i think in a lot of places 50 percent of the people maybe do go to church but going to church is no indicator of the kingdom of god actually reigning and ruling in a place okay if you go and you look up how many people call themselves Christians or in the United States of America. I mean, it's absolutely north of 50%. Um, it's declining, and yeah, you know, maybe at one time it was 90%. Um, I could probably just go do a quick Google search. How many, uh, no, what percent, what percent of people are Christian in the United States? And people do these polls and, and this kind of 64%, right? And that's a core, I mean, you know, Pew Re, they're, they're quoting Pew Research Center. Um, as of 2020, 64% of Americans identify as Christians. Now, 50 years ago, that number was 90%, okay? 
So, still a majority, um, but 90% to 64%, that's a decline. But, okay, 50 years ago it was 90. I mean, what was happening 50 years ago? Uh, let's see, it's 2023. So, we're talking about mid-70s. There was still, I mean, 19, the late 1960s had just happened. <laughs> in the United States with 90% Christians we had the 60s um, sorry folks there's a difference between somebody calling themselves, I can call myself a bear, I can call myself a dragon, I can call myself uh, uh, Superman or you know, the. what do they have do they have a king in France? <laughs> I guess I'd don't know enough about uh, world leaders. Prime Minister of France, I guess. Um, it's Sharon, right? Is that his name? I can't remember. Anyway, shows you how much I know about uh, world world politics. Got enough going on in the United States. Um, now, now I'm curious. This is what I love about uh, love about Google. You can just Google this stuff. Um, but anyway, I digress. What does that have to do with anything? I can call myself any of these things. I can call myself the king of the world. I, it doesn't matter. Calling yourself a uh, a Christian, Macron. That's right, Emmanuel Macron. It's funny. I was just reading an article about him recently. That's that shows you how good my memory is. Um, so anyway, call myself a Christian. So that doesn't mean anything. Go to church. That doesn't really mean anything either. I mean, so what? You show up to church on Sundays. I mean, that okay, that's great, I guess. What good does it do if you show up to church on Sunday faithfully? Let's say you're a faithful every Sunday person, um, which puts you in the elite, I guess, sometimes. But so what if that doesn't translate into, well, yeah, but when I go out into society and I'm at school or at work or um, you know, just out and about, whatever, that it actually transforms my life. I'm actually living by kingdom principles. I'm out there trying to be Jesus in the world. That's a different thing. It's a very different thing. So again, 80, 90%, we still had the 60s. We still had the 70s. We still had, you know, all kinds of crazy, insane stuff. You know, crazy world wars fought by two Christian nations slaughtering each other, right? I mean, what is this? Um, I will say it's because the word Christian. Um, there is a case study that I did in school. Um, well, I guess we just more just kind of talked about it and stuff throughout class. But how that rollerblade, um, the brand, actually did too good a job uh, with marketing and stuff. And that what happened was inline skates, people just called them rollerblades. And so people didn't, they, they kind of actually detached from the brand and we're just like all inline skates. If you had inline skates, it was like, oh, you got a pair of rollerblades? Yeah, man. Um, and they had kind of almost almost done too good a job that they went from a, a recognizable brand to like generic. It was just, oh, yeah, you got a pair of rollerblades. I think that's happened to Christianity. It's the same phenomenon. Um, so just inundated with quote-unquote Christianity that everybody's a Christian. I'm sorry, folks, 90% of our nation has never been Christians. Never. We have never had. And I would go so far as to say this. Somebody, just because people say in a poll they're a Christian, 
64% of Americans are Christians? Baloney. That is absolute baloney. When you look at some of the laws that have been passed, some of the politicians that have gotten into office with more than 50% of the vote, okay, and everybody doesn't vote and all that, I'm sorry, folks. I, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Um, I'm, I'm just going to, no, I, I don't buy that at all. And the reason for that, again, is that we don't live out true Christianity, which is discipleship, which is kingdom thinking, kingdom living. When I say the word Christian, generally I'm talking about a real Christian. The people who, when they were in Antioch in the book of Acts, right, the people in Antioch called them, these are Christians, right? When you go and you read the people in the book of Acts who were in good standing before God, and then you compare them to these 64%. If there's a massive gap, the 64% are not Christians. They can call themselves Christians. Oh, well, I guess that's better than calling yourself a, you know, a, a rabid cannibal. But doesn't make it so. What makes it so is living the principles of the kingdom of God. Living and obeying God's word. Discipleship, sanctification. That makes you a real disciple, a real Christian, not just saying it. And so, again, I'm going to call baloney. I would be surprised if really 25% of America was real disciples on the path of sanctification, born again, walking in righteousness. Come on now. now th but this is what a Christian was. There was no such thing as quote-unquote Christian. There were just Christians. And that's the kind of people we need. That's what we need. That's what this society needs. We need real, true kingdom of God people, true disciples, real Christians. And again, the word is so abused and overused, I just, I hardly even like using it anymore. Just because it's so polluted. It's so, like, it's it's just blasé. Like, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. Nah. <laughs> right? Prove it. Well, I go to church, you know, on a couple, you know, couple times a month. I, you know, sometimes I give when I'm there. and uh, You know, I'm down with Jesus, and I definitely want to go to heaven. None of that makes you a Christian. None of it. Um, real Christians are certainly down with Jesus and certainly will be faithful to the house of God, more than 50% of the time. Um, they will... Yes, they will do these things, but just because somebody goes to a place called a church or says they believe in Jesus does not make them a Christian. It, it doesn't. Find that in the Bible for me. It's not in there. And so I spent a lot of time talking about that because I'm going to go through a way, some different areas, as I've already started, actually, um, talking through these things. So crime. If people were real Christians... There, you, we'd see differences there. We'd see differences there. Even our justice system, which is another thing that would change, our justice system would not favor the wealthy, the powerful, the well-connected. And again, folks, please, you disagree with me on this, please, I'm, I'm serious. If you disagree with me, but you'd like to have, but you're open to a conversation, hit us up on Facebook. 
message us. I'll be happy to take some time and give you some examples where, yes, absolutely, even, shall I say, within days of this podcast, (laughs) when you are powerful, when you are rich, when you are famous, the justice system treats you differently. That would not happen if people live by, truly live by, kingdom principles. We would not have laws on the books anywhere that allow for the slaughter of unborn children. That would not happen. Just, it wouldn't happen. So, do we live in a Christian nation? No, we don't. I know Christians want to be able to say that, you know, because we've got our little franchise going here. No, we don't. We don't live in a Christian nation. We haven't lived in a Christian nation for decades. Yes, I think it's important. I think it's good for the president to come out. I think it's good for a president to come out and say, hey, we declare this. You know, he's the leader of the nation. I think God takes notice, at least, when a leader might stand up and say, no, as the leader of this nation, given the authority and the power of of the people, um, I declare this nation under God. I, I think God honors that. But does that alone make you a Christian nation? No. It certainly does not. Any more than a father uh, declaring over his home, this is a Christian home, and then turning around and not living by Christian, right, kingdom principles. What makes you that? It's not saying it, it's doing it. Um, Marriage, right? We have an abysmal divorce rate in this country. It's abysmal. And if you've been through a divorce... My heart goes out to you. Um, it goes out to your family. It goes out to your children. Um, I've walked with people, precious, wonderful, loving people. They love God. I've walked with people through um, d- divorce. It's painful. It, 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 it does not. I don't care how friendly or amicable or whatever. At the end of the day, it causes pain. It rips families apart. I'm sorry. It does. And this wouldn't even, I mean, it wouldn't even really be a thing in a nation that truly operated by kingdom principles. Would there be zero? No, because you'd have to have literally 100% of people perfectly following the principles of the kingdom um, at all times. And that's, that's never been, that's never going to happen, but I'm talking about better it would be better if 60% of the people, 60% of the time, <laughs> lived by the kingdom principles. We would be so much better. Uh, things like education. We wouldn't be transing the kids in our public schools if we had Christian teachers. And maybe somebody would slip in, but then there's a Christian administrator. I mean, And again, when I use these terms, I mean real Christian administrators. They would fire them on the spot. It would never be tolerated. That person would not work in that industry. And we'd replace them with a Christian who is going to teach Christian values and Christian principles. Um, So education would change. Um, We also, well, I'm not even going to go down the rabbit hole of our education system. Why would I do that? Take two hours. um, And then I'd probably just get worked up. So no, we we wouldn't have that. Um, Things, uh, economics economics, right? Some of the, not all, 
But some of the reason we have things like, let's say, high inflation and high interest rates right now, they're because people operate behind the scenes um, with less than high integrity, shall I say. And what happens? Uh, they put things into motion. They do things that are, at the time, they're selfish. They're benefiting them or their, their cronies, the people around them. And then guess what? The rest of all of us all pay for it with things like, say, high inflation. And then bad decisions are made and there's high inflation. And then how are we going to combat that high inflation? Well, now we got to jack up the interest rates. Why? Well, we got to fight the bad inflation. Well, why is the bad inflation there? Well, we made bad decisions. Why did you make those bad decisions? Well, we weren't really operating with integrity. We weren't really operating with kingdom principles in mind. We were operating with mm, man-made principles in mind. Again, let's look at things like health. Our, our national health, it's not all that great, uh, especially for a well-developed, uh, you know, affluent, wealthy country. Um, but do we live by kingdom principles? No, we don't. And because we don't, guess what? We have lots of problems that would not be there. Now, some things, again, they're just genetic. It's just disease. It's part of fallen man. Does this mean uh, nobody in the Bible that was a that was a Bible, you know, a scriptural Christian ever got sick? No. So I didn't say zero sickness. That's when we go to heaven proper, right? But there are a lot of policies, a lot of things that go on that would not if we were a truly, truly Christian nation. Even on an individual level, there are things, habits and things that we do, things that we get ourselves into. Uh, we don't even have to go down the route of like, you know, illicit, you know, drugs and illegal drugs and things like that. Of course, that wouldn't be nearly as much of a problem if we live by kingdom principles, right? And so not only the health aspect, but the crime aspect and all that. Um, but again, there are kingdom principles, even in our health, that would be drastically better if we just lived by principles in the kingdom of God. We have a lot of social disorder. You know, there's racism and sexism and every other ism that you can think of, and some of it is, yeah, contrived and blown out of proportion. But yeah, there, there is some of these things legitimately. Uh, are they institutionalized and all that? I mean, not, you know. There's not a whole lot of evidence of some of that stuff um, in the modern day. Have has there been over time? Oh yes, of course. Um, but in the modern day, to, you know, yeah, sure. There's racism and sexism and stuff in people's hearts, but it's not really institutional. You'd have to really you know, prove that. But let's just say on a on a national scale, right, or on an individual, you know, we're all a bunch of individuals. Well, would we have, um, you know, racism if the majority of the country were true uh, people of God? No, of course not. Um, so a lot of our social disorder and social problems would go away. So I, I say all these things. I'm just taking a couple of minutes on you know on these things. I could go into much more depth on any one of these topics. But my point is the connection between the kingdom of God, the principles of the kingdom of God, and 
an abundant life that we could be living. Uh, so again, Jesus Christ and the principles of God's kingdom, these are not just things that you know we live in hell until we make it out of here into heaven. I don't think we have to be that way. Jesus said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, I, I just would prefer to live in that kind of world. Now, sinners may not prefer that because maybe there are things that they like that are sin that they wouldn't want to change. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I agree. Uh, but again, I'm not talking about people that are sinners. I'm talking about kingdom principles. I'm not talking about getting away with sin. I'm talking about living by the principles of God's kingdom. Overall, if you have to choose a world of autonomous sinners or a world of people who live by the kingdom of the principles of God, ultimately, really, pretty much everybody would want to live in the latter. Because when sin is in full control, we're autonomous, we can just do whatever we want. I mean, that really is the, the world of pitiless indifference that uh, you know Dawkins uh, believes in. Um, that really is what that is. Uh, nobody really wants to live in that world. Even the, even the the atheist who shakes his fist in the face of God, they don't want to walk outside, and somebody want their wallet and their car and just grab them. You know, a group of four or five people and just stomp their face in on the sidewalk and take their car and say, "We're all just stardust. What does it matter?" You don't have any value, no worth, except the worth that maybe you put on yourself. But so what? What's that to this group over here that wants your wallet and your car? No, nobody wants to live in that world. And so everybody wants some kind of variation of what I'm talking about. And I'm just saying, we as the people of God, why not just pray and seek for the full expression of it? Not just some variation where we... We have enough of it to be comfortable, but then I want to live over here in these other things where I can violate the kingdom principles that God has laid out. No, why don't we just 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 look through the scriptures and pray and seek the face of God and try to be kingdom in everything that we do. Matthew 5, 6 says, um, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. And then a couple of verses later, Matthew 5, 10, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I think in the next um, next video I do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tie in uh, the kingdom of God with this understanding, this idea of righteousness. Because I think that you could, if you, if you had to put a, a biblical like word, like one word that describes the um, the, the desire to live by God's principles and kingdom. Um, the desire to walk in the ways and walk on the path of Jesus Christ. Uh, yes, we could say discipleship, or but 
um, I think you could say it's righteousness. Righteousness. That is when we are in the camp of, I want to do what is right before God. That is his principles. And so I'm going to kind of tie some of that in and talk a little bit more about that. And again, mostly to uh, people who hunger for a change in their lives, people who hunger for more of, of, of God, something different. Maybe maybe you're not even a Christian, but you just want something real, and then you look and you see a Christian over here, and they look just like you. I mean, they're, they're just like you, except they take an hour or hour and a half of their day on Sunday, and, and then every other all the other time, they're just like everybody else. They have just much fear, just much anxiety. They look, they look, act. They have the same character as everybody else in the world. Like, why would I want to give up two hours of my life on Sunday? Doesn't make any sense. I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about uh, coming into an understanding and living a life that is uh, much more abundant, as Jesus said. And I think that appeals to even more than uh, just people who are already in that boat. Now, maybe you're a person that, you know, you go to church, you're doing what you know to do. You have, maybe this is the first time you've ever heard this, or maybe you have no idea, what are you talking about? Like, there's there's a difference between people that just kind of attend church and people who are actually serious about the kingdom of God? Tell me more. Maybe that's you. Um, or maybe you are in the boat of you actually are pursuing more, want more, but you, and you want some solid scriptural foundation for what you believe or how to implement or how to explain it to people. And I think this the next um, the next podcast will really help with that as well. So again, hope this has, has helped you, got you thinking about the kingdom of God, got you thinking about what a world would look like if more of us actually started living by the principles of God's kingdom. It starts right here. It starts in here. It starts with us individually and the influence we have, say, in our families or our direct uh, maybe church or, or community, and then I think it can just expand out from there. But it does take people who are focused on more than checking the box and being a good person slash Christian. It takes more than that. Oh, I believe in God. Great. Okay, that's one hurdle maybe we don't have to get over, but believing in God does not mean a whole lot when it comes to our society. Again, at one time, there's 80 to 90% of the people are Christians, and we still went through some of the absolute worst time in American history. So we need more than that. We need something substantive. We need people who are not just sort of looking over in the direction of God or Jesus, but truly picking up uh, their cross and leaning in that direction, following in the footsteps of Christ. And so again, that's what we're going to be focusing on. I'm going to be trying to put a lot of what we do in the in the kingdom context. We are um, in a few weeks going to be doing a series on marriage and the family. And uh, if you're local to Marion County, um, where our, our church is, our physical campus, um, come on by. Let's let's do this together. We got a book we're going through, the four seasons of marriage. Um, and we we are going to be talking about this on Sundays, um, preaching and teaching on it, and then on Wednesdays having uh, sessions, discussion sessions and stuff at the at the church, um, walking through the book, and again talking about marriage, talking about family, 
through kingdom principles because that's the first place that we need a lot of change. And it's going to take a lot of work, but you know what? God can do it, and I'd love to see a, a turnaround from destruction and death and turmoil to life abundant in our communities and our nation. And I think this is the way, this is the way it, it can happen. So, love you. God bless you. Keep it locked and loaded. Stay tuned right here, and we will catch you on the next podcast.